Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is Wednesday, and we have, uh, we are delighted. It's a Low J Book Club pick. We have Wade Rouse with us, and his memoir, Magic Season, A Sun Story, is just amazing, made us cry. We just absolutely loved it. And, and Wade, welcome to back to yes. our show. Thank you for having me. I was dancing for a second just before I talked to you. I love that. That's <laughs> right. Fine. And you know, Wade, uh, you also write fiction under your grandmother's name, Viola Shipman. <laughs> and we talked to you maybe about a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, about, and that's how we first got introduced to you. But um, your book, Magic Season, your story about your dad is just, uh, I, I can't even tell you how profoundly Moving. your story yes. affected us and reading it. And um, if you couldn't just maybe give people why you wanted to write this book about your dad. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, this is, um, I started my career writing memoir before I switched to writing fiction and, you know, my father and I, um, I think like, you know, he was like many men of the era who, you know, really wasn't great at showing emotion or expressing his love. And, you know, we really didn't see eye to eye on much in life. But baseball was the one thing that truly bonded us, our love of the sport and of the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, this is a memoir that takes place inning by inning of the very last game that we ever watched together. You know, baseball was, you know, like sports do for so many of us, was our love language and the mm-hmm. thing that united us and brought us together and, you know, this, you know, I, this book was one that was heart wrenching, but also the most life affirming book that I've ever, I've ever written. And it changed me. And I, your words mean a lot to me. So thank you. I oh, mean, wow. it, it really is prof- profound, you know, reading because I think, I think many people have complicated relationships either with their mom, with their dad or one or the other. And, it is um it's really quite remarkable to have somebody be able to write it in a way and then i guess with the anal- you know using baseball as the backdrop i guess it just makes it be very relatable on on many levels for people and make you go oh okay it's not just me that you know has this complication yeah, you know, I've, I've always said that, you know, writing a memoir is kind of like um, packing a backpack for a long hike. You only can put in there what's essential. And you have to take a deeply, uniquely personal story, but also make it um, universal for readers. And, you know, that's what I tried to do with this. So, you know, it's it's a book about baseball, but it's a book about, you know, really what we seek most, as you as you said, in, in our deepest relationships. What we all want is love, unconditional love and acceptance. My mom taught me Unconditional love is the hardest thing to give and receive in this world, you know, love without conditions. And um, I, you know, I have to say this was a this was a happy story, too. You know, um, it was one that, you know, I I fought my whole life for unconditional love and, you know, thankfully was able to receive it in the end. But I, you know, I stuck by it. I I, I write in the book, in the memoir that, you know, Life is like um, being a baseball fan. You know, it relies on hope and forgiveness, and that's the foundation of this book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Wade, when you were writing the book, did your opinion of your dad change? It did a lot. You know, I have always been 
a soul and a writer that really tries to seek to understand, not to blame. You know, there's a passage in the book that says, you know, you can choose to blame people for the love they they don't give you enough of, but it's really like, you know, kind of the last um, beans in a summer garden. You know, maybe that's all they were allowed to grow or know how to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, It did change greatly. Um, You know, my dad was, my dad always asked me, you know, why couldn't I be a real man? But my dad also taught me what it's like to be a good man at my core. And that's something that I, that I always remembered. Yeah. I think that, I think that's very, uh, a powerful thought. And, you know, something else that you write early in magic season. And I remember I used to think for the longest time that my dad was really kind of mean because he was so tough financially Mm. with all of his children. But you write in your book that you're actually your dad saying no to some of these things. Like, no, like for me, it was like, no, you're not going to go to UCLA and get in debt. You can live at home right. and live, you know, and go to UMD because I'm not going to let you be make living, that choice. Make that choice. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that he was just kind of a mean person, but yeah. he was really doing his best to protect his kids from the pain of being in debt. You know, you're exactly you're exactly right. I used to, you know, I used to be so angry at my dad because, you know, he had just like the Cardinals had their way of, of you know, running a farm team. My dad had the Rouse rules of running our house. And, you know, I we had to follow his financial rules. And he used to take my money from me, whatever I would earn, um, he would take. And, you know, he'd invest or he'd put it into a college fund. But I really didn't have, you know, fun money to go to the movies or you know, do things like that. And he even bought me my first car and made me pay pay him back mm-hmm. for it. Um, and I used to get so mad at that. But it was also, I realized, his expression of love for me and also teaching me um, the values of, of what mattered. And also, you know, he was raised by his parents, you know, lived through the Depression and barely had two nickels to rub together. And he did not want me to have to endure that. So, it's not what a kid wants, but, you know, that's how I, and, and looking at people and writing this book, that's how I tried to look at him. I sought to understand why he did the things he did. And, you know, and many of those, as you said, really, um, you know, changed my life and made me a better person, too. Yeah. It, that really, that generation, though, the Depression, I mean, it really just affected like my parents you know my grandparents were grew up in that age and they were so they worked operated so differently because they absolutely had nothing and it's nothing that we can imagine but what a gift to teach you that kind of responsibility yeah it's stuck you know you're exactly right my grandmothers you know they collected to save their tinfoil you know they would you know take the jelly packets and ketchup from the right scratch paper i mean oh yeah yeah it was it but was a different but it was a lesson that I think serves many of us well although again you know when you're 13 and you want to go to the mall you don't like that. No kidding. Yeah, were you nervous um Wade about writing this book at all? I was I was you know any time that I approach memoir I get very nervous um because I really um approach any subject that I write in nonfiction with the greatest amount of understanding that I can. Again, you know, I always put myself front and center, but I also worry about, you know, this is a book that will live forever, and I worry about the legacy um, that it says about my father and my family and myself. So I take that very seriously. Um, and I wanted to paint 
you know, when you're writing nonfiction, readers are the smartest people in the world. They can see through if you're pulling punches, if you're not telling the truth. So I had to be as deeply personal and authentic as I can. But I also wanted to be respectful as well. And I, I you know, I hope that comes through. Yeah, well, I just I also think of, you know, how many conversations I, you know, you overhear like that is I mean, I don't want to have to say it be a cliche, but sometimes men do speak through sports. That's how you emotionally speak. And I really the baseball metaphor is was just so magical about your book and you say it in the title magic season it really did bring it alive in a whole other way with understanding for me anyway reading it thank you you know my dad my dad used to tell me you know when i would sit and watch games with um cardinals games growing up and listen to jack buck you know he said life was um life is a lot like a baseball game you know it's the tiny decisions ending to ending that make the difference in the end and um, I always remember that, and that's why I return to him, no matter our differences, and would take a seat, you know, on the couch with him and watch and watch baseball. And I think that that deep-seated love of sports and finally of each other was what what saved us. And I think it's a, a book that will resonate with any any parent child. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Okay, so so Wade. Um... You know, you've written so many books. Are you writing another one right now as Viola Shipman? <laughs> I am. Um, I guess you keep like the, a, I the two, part, like the two different hats. Yeah. Yeah, I am. My new um, summer novel, um, The Edge of Summer, is out on July 12th, and it was inspired by my grandmother's buttons and button jars. Um, but it's about a woman who really wants to understand who her mother, who passes away, truly was. She never shared much about her life, and it's really a novel about seeking true worth and value within ourselves. You know, we're in a stage of our society and life where we seek so much external Mm -hmm. um, need for attention Mm -hmm. and acceptance and love. And sometimes that lies in front of us and within us. So it's a beautiful um, summer read. And I hope to be back maybe to talk about that. Well, send us some of the books. Have your publicist send us some of them. I really really have a crush on your husband, Gary, (laughs) just from reading Magic (laughs) Season. I, I really like him. He is the, honestly, you know, like you two, there are, true bright lights in this world and he is one of those that you know you know not only saved me saved my life but also made me an infinitely better person and you know i always i always my mother always said you know when you when you seek someone in a relationship seek someone that challenges you loves you unconditionally but also um wants wants you to fulfill every dream that you've ever had and he's done that yeah, that's so lovely. I know that's lovely. Okay, so in all your time, it's the book is the magic season, a sun story by Wade Rouse. Wade, um, what's the last great book you read? Oh my gosh, the last great book I read. Um, you know, I just finished. I don't know if you know um, Christy Woodson Harvey. I just read her book, The Wedding Veil. Oh yeah, we had um, her on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. I really enjoyed it. The way she wove together the history of the of the Biltmore Estate um, with kind of this wonderful um, fictionalized story. Um, it's, it's you know I love heirlooms and I love you know the way those tell the story of family. And I thought it was a beautiful story. Yes, we did too. All right, so people, you can buy the Magic Season: A Sun Story by Wade Rouse. It's it's lovely. And we have a couple copies to give away. And Wade, thank, thank you. you, Wade. And tell your publicist to get on it. And we'll be, we'll be talking to you soon. But the image you just brought up of the button jar, yeah, 
Oh my gosh, the button jar was everything growing up. Mm-hmm. People, younger people won't know that, but boy, yeah. we that's that's just a beautiful image. So I'm excited to hear about your book and read Thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks, I, I appreciate you having me on. I adore you both. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, Wade. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Okay, and people can give us a buzz at 651-641-1071.